Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Robert Allenby Studio and another delivery of all things sports detention. Potty, how we go, mate? Very well, Grego. Very well. How's your week been? Oh, it's been a it's been a busy week. It's mm. been a busy week. Um, we're in the thick of it. Everything happening, but uh, that's not that's just the personal life, mate. Let alone the week of sport that we've had. So. We've got Lots some stuff catching our eye in the news, isn't there? Absolutely, mates. Should we get into the podcast? Let's fly. Let's fly, you say. Let's What's fly. caught your eye? Plenty has caught my eye this week, and uh, you know we don't have all night for this segment, so I really had to cut it down a little bit. And really? I think I have picked it a couple of absolute crackers this week. All right, mate. What do you got, mate? Um, Braith and Asta. Braith, you know Braith. He's a busy man, isn't he? He's three sixty. He's a player manager, mate. He's got everything going on, and he's he's one of the. Uh, the main men of the eastern suburbs, mm. right up there in all the uh, in the gossip mags and all that sort of stuff. Certainly is. Asta. But why would he be catching your eye, mate? Well, apparently he's catching a lot of people's eyes. The really? dashing, strapping bloke that he is. He was the Greek god. The Greek god offered the role of the new bachelor. The TV show. Yeah, the TV show. Yeah, now, he's, he's, he's turned it down because he's just too busy. So it's confirmed he's turned it down. Apparently he's turned it down unless they're playing a bit of, um, you know, a few mind games with us. All right, yeah. But yeah, he, apparently he, he's turned it down. But, um, you know, it's got me thinking. Um, you know, they they obviously like the footy, that rugged, tough, mm. tough bloke. So who else could, you know... Who else could be the bachelor from our sporting circle? So, so Braith has turned it down, mm. but I mean, is he suggesting that he, you know, he wasn't up to it, or what, what's? Well, I, you'd have to imagine Braith was up to it. I, I, you know, he's up to the job. He's up to the job. Now, when I when I think about it, him being up to the job, how fucking hard is that job oh. to go to turn up and just have, you know. Attractive women just throw themselves at you for weeks on end while you just cherry pick roses to hand out. I mean, who isn't up to that job, mate? It's not art, is it? No. Well, no. But he, 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 he couldn't commit himself to it, so no. apparently he's pulled out. Do you know who I thought, though? Who My are you thinking, mate? Who can replace Braith? Who could possibly do the job if he, even though being up to the job, isn't going to do it? Well, I thought to myself, what about E.T.? E.T. Andrew Eddinghausen. And it could be adventurous. Yeah, it yes. could be adventurous. I mean, he was the original sexiest man in league, E.T. He, he certainly was. He certainly was. Very, very popular. Late 80s, early 90s. The ladies loved him. A big fan of the ladies. Yes, you know, big. You know, the ladies did love E.T. And, um, you know, his teammates maybe not so much. No, no, not, not anyway. after certain incidents. But. Yes. Who else, mate? Gerds. Gerds. So now, I think Gerds is happily married. He you is know, happily as a married. Fan. Um, you know, he is the coffee master. Yep. The, the roasting man. So, with the greatest respect, I was talking about Gerds back in his playing oh, days. Oh, Gerds in the back. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, you know, because, you know, what a football player. Yeah. 
And he was another one that the ladies loved. Oh, and a, Good. can make a coffee as well. Mm, absolutely. Uh, and, of course, you know, we're stepping outside the rugby league circles but staying in the sporting world. Mm. Wayne Carey. Wayne Carey. Oh, mate, that's, a, that's some controversy there. Wayne Carey. Yeah. I mean, he, but he is doing the reality TV rounds at the mm, moment. He so is. he was on the uh, the SAS show. Yep. Um, look, mate, I've got a suggestion. Throw it to me. Braith can't do the dig. Yeah, uh, the gig. Mm. Yeah, he's not going to have a dig at the gig. No. Even though he has the potential to do the job, he's made that very, very clear. Channel Nine, hear us out. The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. Let's change it up. The Bachelorette. Footy bad boys. Footy bad boys. What do you reckon? Oh. I reckon the ratings would go through the roof, mate. So what we do, the idea is, mate, we just get the worst possible professional football candidates mm. and we line them up for a series in the Bachelorette House. Yeah, right. Here I'm thinking, mate, I'm thinking Dylan Walker. Dylan Walker. Jared Hayne. Jared Hayne. Robert Louis. Sorry. Todd Carney. Todd, I was thinking about Toddy. Mitchell Pierce. Mitchell Pierce. And, mate, a bit of... A UK invasion, Joe Westerman. Oh, so Joe, yep. you know the Westy. old old Joe being caught down the back alley, yep. peeling the peach. Right. Um, bit of AFL flavour. I thought definitely Wayne Carey's got to get a yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fev, Brendan Favola, new out of party. Player agent Ricky Nixon. Yeah, Ricky. Oh, he could be the cougar of the house. He certainly could be. And maybe Mark Bomber Thompson. He can supply. Yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon? We could even get some real heavy hitters, Potty. Ryan Giggs, Stan Collymore, John Terry, some of the EPL favourites in oh, there. Oh, here we go. The possibilities are endless, mate. I like it, mate. I like it. Now, what I thought, mm. like, that, I mean, that that's just the gift that keeps on giving, that it suggestion. Is. It is. But I'm not done. No, you've Mate, got something more for me, something do you remember special. That, do you remember that show, There's Something About Miriam? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't, like, just stitch the boys up? I mean, because they're the bad boys. Yeah. So let's stitch them up. We could turn the tables with, like, an ending, like a Something About Miriam ending. Keeping with a footy flavour, mate. They find out at the end that it's Danny Laidley. <laughs> <laughs> so they find out at the end, they get through all of the, the the rose ceremonies and they fall madly in love and then whoop, rips off the mask, hey, it's Danny Laidley. Oh. <laughs> what do you reckon? Well, I'll tell you what, that is a ratings winner. I'd watch. Yep. You could not. Oh, mate, what else has caught your eye, well, mate? speaking of things you'd watch, Sunrise, they've made a big announcement this mm. week, Channel 7. What's happening, mate? Well, we, we heard last week that the Kosh is gone. He's, you yep. know, 20 years. Yeah, Kosh, he's hung, hung up the, uh, what have we got? Hang up, hung up the mic. Hung up the mic. Yeah. Ha- have you heard who's replacing him? No, mate. Shervo. 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 Matt, so what's, Matt what's Super Saturday on Rugby League going to do without Shervo? Well, that's right. That's right. But Matt Shervington will be taking over from Sunrise. I'll mm. tell you what, they were quick to announce that, weren't they, Grego? Oh. oh. Hey, hey, got plenty more of them. Yes. Mate, um, when I when I th- heard straight away Shervo, or like Shervo, first thing that pops to your mind, mate, Shervo, the spandex, mm. obviously, the tackle bouncing around. The question's got to be posed, mate. Koshy, how old's Koshy? He'd be sort of late 60s. Yeah. He'd be getting up there. I'd I'm throw just him 60 just to, you know. Yeah, just to, just to be nice. Yep. 
whose tackle's hanging lower? <laughs> what, do you, what do we reckon? Do you uh, reckon, like, I mean, and another... I mean, Shervo did a lot of sprints and yeah. there was not much left of the imagination. No. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's you could watch it. And you could only ever watch Shervo sprint in slow-mo. Yep. You couldn't watch him in, in normal pace. Oh, that's right. Well, I think it should be compulsory. You should have to wear the spandex on the show. Put the suit aside, mate. They're, they're heated. No doubt Seven Studios are heated. Put the spandex on. And I reckon they could even make like a, a suit spandex for oh, him. Oh, well, you know, yes. Like a T-shirt tuxedo style. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Mate, I'm going to raise a bit of a WHS issue here, mate. Mm. Shervo's known for the tackle. He's known for the lunchbox, mate. Morning. What happens if he comes in with the old morning wood? Well, yes. Mate, we're, we could be in trouble. <laughs> He's still a young man. <laughs> oh, oh, mate, how good's that? So, Shervo, I, I mean, in the Fairdingham department, Shervo's done pretty well in the media. Like, he's he's always been a really good presenter on Fox with the, with the footy. So, I mean, for someone who, who sprinted, for Australia, was a was a top athlete in his days. He's found his way in the media world. He certainly has, and he does a great job. My one concern with Shervo taking over the job is how big a toll those early mornings will start, and I just don't think an alarm clock's going to do it for him. I, I think Channel 7 should um, sh- should fork out for a starter. <laughs> with the gun. Oh, so what if he's late? I mean, he, one late day and he gets disqualified. <laughs> well, make it through the heat. Oh, very good, mate. Um, what else you got? Are you well, mate, those were the two isolated. You've cut it down? Yep, I yep. cut it right down. Um, right. That was know. some, mate, that's a good start. What have you got for us, mate? Mate, um, what has caught my eye? It's a bit, a bit controversial this week, mate. Um, you know, I've, I've really come to the point and, you know, I, you've known me long enough now. I'm a bit of a battler against the whole sort of shifting movement of society and, you know, I'm, I'm a bit old school. You know what I mean? Um, however, I'm just, I was thinking, I was looking in the news this week and I'm just thinking, you know, people with like fame or a following, I think sometimes they just need to tell others just to fuck right off. <laughs> you know, like, um, and the reason this comes about, um, Jared Wallace, mate. Mm. Did you hear much about Jared Wallace this week in the old tweet debacle? Yeah, I saw the tweet debacle. I saw what came through. Um, I, I was. I saw he copped a touch up on social media yeah, about oh, it. Yeah, mate. Um, another another pun for today. The old touch up. Mm. Um, for those who are not aware, over the past week, NRL player Jared Wallace has been getting heat from uh, an apparent sexist remark on social media, mate. So he's jumped on um, and he's posted a lovely picture of he and his partner attending a. a a corporate event. It looks like a, a Dolphins corporate event. They've got all the... Uh, dressed up. Yeah, dressed up to the nines. And uh, the caption reads, You are you look real good cooking our little boy, but even better when you're washing my clothes. <laughs> now, I mean, he's been absolutely carved up for this. I showed my wife this one, Potty, and straight away she just looked at me and said, Oh, He's trying to be funny, <laughs> you know, which is a, which is a fair, pretty rating, a fair rating on that. I think the whole Jared Wallace tweet debacle is dumb, mate. You know, reading the Instagram post, firstly, on first glimpse, I read it and I think, why do people refer to pregnancy as cooking? You know, or yep. cooking a baby, like, you know. Lo and behold, he wasn't getting away with that. Yeah. But he got away. He wasn't getting away with a misogynistic 
aspect of that when he was referring to his wife washing his clothes. Mm. Now I want to put the microscope on two sections of this one, mate. Firstly, to our feminist listeners out there, I know there's probably a few, have you actually considered the fact that Shannon Wells, the fiancé of Jared Wallace, might actually be fucking good at doing the washing? (laughs) (laughs) Has anyone taken a fact check and possibly discovered that Wells is actually in the laundromat game? Has anybody even considered that? She might be from clothes washing nobility potty. Could be. A quick research of the surname Wells potty. It has a directly linked with the running water stream or a spring. Mm. Where do you think the Romans, based in Western Europe, washed their clothes, mate? Where indeed? In the stream, in the spring. Direct link. What do you think about that, mate? Mate. History books tell a story, Potty. They do, mate. They We've do. just got to be ready to listen, mate. Mm. On second thoughts, though, it would be refreshing if people that have a bit of fame or following, so he's quickly retracted the tweet and put he another has. one down and said, oh, you know. Clear the air. Number two, here we go. You know, it'd be, it would be refreshing, mate, if people who had this sort of heat put on them just told others to fuck off. <laughs> just said, look, I'm not listening. Just ignore the comments. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, the more we change to suit others, the more miserable we will become. Mm. Okay? They say the squeaky wheel gets the oil, but I say tell that squeaky wheel to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, mate. Mate, hell of a start. What do you got for us next? Mate, 30 years in prison. What do you reckon you get for that, mate? What crime could you possibly commit? Oh, mate, 30 years. To get 30 years in prison. that's the worst of the worst. We're talking murder. We're talking, you know, treason. We're so, talking absolutely diabolical actions. What about illegally streaming football? Hey, Because <laughs> that's what's happened, my friend. So, um, you know, I mean, some serious punishments have been handed out for those undertaking illegal streaming of Premier, uh, Premier League matches, mate. Offenders the past week have been hit with sentences totaling 30 years for illegally streaming football content. What are your thoughts on that, mate? Ooh, I'll tell you what, it seems harsh to me. I, I do wonder what the bandwidth is like in the local prisons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, they might have the real uh, links to the... To the uh, the best product on offer in the prisons, mate, if they can get the streams up. Um, look, and first glimpse you go, there's murderers, rapists and absolute grubs, scumbags that are getting less for that, mate. Um, but I, unlike many who have just brushed it off, I've had a little bit of a dig and got to the centre of this issue, mate. Mm. So now due to the complex sports television laws in the UK, this is how it works over there, there are lockouts that occur to ensure that the hottest ticket in town is a live match. Mm. It's to make sure that people turn up to the matches. So you basically can't watch it. We can watch Premier League here live at any time because we're over the other side of the world. In the UK, you can't watch it live unless you're there. Okay? So we've got the luxury. However, these guys were selling illegal streams and they had subscriptions of up to 50,000 customers. Mm. So they'll make an affair quid on this. 
However, I dug a little deeper, mate, and it became very clear that this really wasn't just some sort of Robin Hood-styled streaming operation, mate. Yep. According to Gold.com, uh, the chief of the operation, Mark Gould, received 11 years and another offender, Christopher Felvis, he received some prison time, mate, but he was also charged with additional offences relating to child content. Oh. Rightio. Right. So the picture starts to paint itself yep. here, mate. So 30 years, in my opinion, isn't anywhere near enough for these Muppets. No. Okay. Uh, they, yep. can, they can rot in there. Yeah. Um, however... There was a third person, mate, who pled not guilty. His name was William Brown. Billy Brown. Billy Brown. Now, Billy Brown, he claimed he was actually working as an undercover informant. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. But uh, consider, considering that uh, argument was thrown out, we've t- found out that it turns out that Billy Brown ain't no Jason Bourne. <laughs> Good so, try, though, Billy. So, mate, uh, yeah, 30 years in prison, but, um, yeah, obviously on face value you'd look at it and go, oh, gee, that's a bit harsh. But uh, when you you dig deep and you see what these scumbags were really up to, mm. good riddance, fellas. Yeah. Rightio, mate, uh, that's all from what's caught my eye. Uh, what do you reckon, mate? We should get into the footy. Let's jump in. The rugby league final was a big Wembley occasion. Oh, get that in here. Mate, so a little bit of NRL action. Uh, round 14, just uh, come and gone, and uh, we had shortened round this uh, three teams on the bye because of uh, origin. And backups, mm. the player backups, which is always a, a, a big hand, isn't it? Yeah, certainly was. Um, a weird round for me, but going through the scores very quickly, uh, the Raiders beat the Tigers 20-19. Uh, to 19. Well, mm. talk about a weird match. It was 18-0. Uh, after um, 65 minutes or something mm. like that, and then the Tigers came back and hit the lead. And Mate, it's whenever you see a losing team has kicked a field goal, you know something's happened. Yep. So, you know, uh, I think it was Isaiah Papali. He's gone for the charge down and he's taken out... Um, uh, Fogarty. Yep, uh, Fogarty's legs. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Penalty well, goal. Penalty goal. And it was a penalty. Couldn't argue with you. Can't do that. Mm. But there started our weird round. The Warriors put the Dolphins to the sword, 30 to 8. I must say, um, Stephen, the Warriors there for a second. Dallin Wateni's little Lesniak. I've got to jump in. He's been having uh, – he's in red-hot form. The last yeah. four weeks or so, mm. I mean, he's on fire. Yeah, he's been right up there with the best players in the game over the last – Mm. Um, for weeks, and we've spoken about probably longer to be fair. Mm. And we've spoken about how wingers, uh, you know, notoriously in rugby league circles, wing- wingers aren't football players, they're the blokes who hang, hang around with um, footballers. But that day has come and gone. Oh, I- yeah, no, they're, they're a valuable asset. Yep. Um, and and very good to see the Warriors get a win. I think they've deserved it over the last couple mm. of weeks. They sort of um, yeah had a few results that didn't go their way despite early season form. So you know they they they're churning over some wins and they're Definitely. in finals contention. Uh, second half woes and defensive lapses continue for the Titans. They lost forty six to twenty eight 
to the Rabbitohs. 28 points, not proving enough for a victory. I think they've lost three or four games where they've scored 26. Despite, yeah, despite yeah. scoring that amount. Like, it is ridiculous. Mm. How, like, for, to concede 46. Yeah. It's, yeah, like... They can score, but they're, they're, their second halves are just absolutely dreadful. Mm. Um. Then uh, the Broncos, too good for the Sharks. In the last couple of weeks for the Broncos, have really proved to me that they're going mm. to be a force to be reckoned with come the end of the season. Yeah. So, so they were pretty comfortable there, but, um, you know, from from reports that I've been given, there was still, you know, still pretty tight right to yep. the final whistle, mate. It was. Um, then the Cowboys, 45 to uh, beat the Storm, 20. Um, and that was... That was a weird game. I, I I missed the second half, but I, I watched the first mm. half, and um, I think they ended up going in fourteen all or about fourteen yeah. twelve or something like that. Yeah, it was one of it's. You know, it was very similar to the Rabbits Titans game where the the points just came in bundles. Yeah, you know, it was back to back tries, and yeah, it's. I mean, like you know, the Storm has gone up to um, Townsville. They've yeah. scored 20 points, but they've conceded 45. Mm, so, it, you know, like if you're scoring 20 points away, yeah. you know, you should well and truly be right in the game. Oh, but 100%. Yeah, Defence is letting them down. And the performance by the Cowboys um, caused uh, Phil Gould, Gussie, to say on I think it was 100% footy that he thinks the um, Cowboys can uh, the only team that can beat the, the Panthers this year and win the grand final. Mm. I, um, yeah... Can't go with that, to be no, honest with you. The I, Cowboys have been so ordinary this I can, year. I win. can agree that on their day they could possibly beat the Panthers, but I think there are other teams that he's, he's overlooking with a comment like that. I oh, think well. The Rabbitohs and, um, yeah, and I'd say the Broncos even have proven. Yeah, well, I, I, I agree. Um, uh, I, personal bias, I think Parramatta's shown they can beat the top teams as well, but they've got their own set of issues at the moment. Mm. Um, but... The team that got flogged sixty six to eighteen by the Tigers two weeks yeah, ago, so you know, I mean, calling yeah, the premiership. Yeah. Um, you know, the team that can win the premiership. Sorry, I've got to call turn it up on that. Yeah, uh, turn it up. And then, um, and a, a bit of a bludger of a match, really. Your Panthers got over the top of the Dragons in, but uh, the big news coming oh, out of that match. Mate, I was going to say a professional performance, mate. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's, um, we 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 did a good job of making the dragons look good at times, mate. That yeah, was, uh, and uh, but the big story obviously is Nathan Cleary's done his uh, quite a significant hamstring yeah. injury, and it looks like he'll be gone for the the better part of six weeks. And I don't think you would rush him back either. No, and definitely not. But um, I mean, we we might um sort of unpack it a bit more uh, in a moment. However, I. I couldn't help but be uh, like see how visibly frustrated he was when he got that injury. You know, yeah. I think the weight of the past week, with you know, even the discussions we had um, around Origin and and the like, he, you know, he was probably under the pump and going, you know, I need to get back on the horse and I need to be able to, you know, be the best player in the league as mm. I believe I am. And you know, to get that injury, you could see just the frustration. So some very vague reports um, came out earlier um, just this evening that apparently there were some question marks over the loading that was happening at New South Wales uh, training camps. And apparently some clubs were voicing their disgruntlement at what um, some of the training programs that their players 
were running and you'd yeah. have to think if clubs are doing that, where is that coming from? Now, I would – yeah, so there, there might be questions there. I don't know who that's come from or where that's come from. However, I would caveat that mm. with the fact that I believe that Tom Lovell is the sports scientist for the Blues. He's also Penrith sports scientist. Yep. So I don't know whether it would be coming from yep. the Penrith Avenue, but that's not to say that other mm. clubs haven't voiced those concerns. So. Yeah, and, and that was just something I heard um, on uh, 360 just before I came over. And yeah. it, there was no qu- quoting. There was just, we've heard these rumours. Yeah. So, so they may um, be suggesting that the Penrith athletic department are flogging the rest of the uh, players so they go back to their clubs limping. <laughs> that might be the way that 360 are going with it. And, and it's backfired. <laughs> yes, well, it surely has. That has big ramifications, though, for Origin. Yep. Um, and who's going to take uh, Nathan Cleary's place? And um, then uh, Manly, Newcastle and Parramatta had the bye. Um, just touching on Parramatta very quickly there, just having a, an atrocious run with the injuries at the moment. Heard Wiramu Greg mm. is out for three to five months with a fracture in his foot. Yeah, that's and, no uh, good. Joe O's out with a, a new recruit, lasted 10 minutes. So mm. they're, um, yeah, they're a team that could cause um, significant trouble if they could get their full complement on the paddock, but it just doesn't seem for one reason or another like it's going to be their season. It's and, not and, happening. And teams tend to have years like that. Mm. And it just seems to be where Para's at at the moment. But we won't go into that anymore. Match uh, of the round, mate. Match Who's... of the round, mate. Uh, you know what? i got to be honest, I didn't think it was the greatest round as far as watching mm. footy is concerned. I went the uh, Roosters versus the Dogs because it was um, quite a close match. And um, you know what? They both played some great footy at times. Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, was, they were not playing great footy at the same time. No. Well, what was, um, what was very interesting, though, if we look at it from an origin <laughs> perspective, was that um, Tedesco. Double, at O'Carr double. So yeah. it looked like the boys poured it on. And Tedesco, one of his plays up the guts, where I, I believe he gave it the young debutant for a, mm. a try, was exactly what we were looking for on uh, Wednesday night. Now it poses the question, you go, and, and I know, you know, club football's different. Mm. You know, so where we're at now is, you know, the players, you know, the systems they're playing, they're coming into the Blues squad from a New South Wales perspective. And if we feel as though that we can play that NRL rugby league, we've, we're learning the hard lesson that we can't, mm. you know. So I'm hoping that we can get it together for the second origin. However, it was refreshing seeing those players get back, get some open space and, you know, get some confidence with some meaties. But, mm. you know, as a New South Wales fan, geez, I hope we can, you know, we can work out some structures that are going to f- bear fruit in the origin. Certainly, and... Um Addo Carr's played a number of Origins now, but can you think of one where you've seen him in clear space? Jeez, wouldn't that be good? Oh, mate, it is a thing of beauty seeing the Fox run down the sideline. Mate, your match of the round? Um, I predicted the Sharks versus the Broncos, mate. However, I'm going to go for the Cowboys over the Storm. Um, Like, man, I mean, points. I like points. But, I mean, there is nothing more beautiful in rugby league than seeing the Storm get flogged. Yep. So uh, that's purely, it was biased. Like you said, it wasn't the greatest round, but um, the fact that Melbourne got pumped, uh, yeah, easily gets my match of the round. Tick, tick. 
And Nelson Asafa Solomona with his oh, oh, having a look. Yeah. You know, that was, geez, that was beautiful because, you know, yeah, I don't think I'd like to tackle him. Yep, mate. Uh, what about some other discussion points? Anything else grabbing us out of um, uh, the 40? You heard today, just very quickly, mm. Ryan Pappenhausen looks like he'll be back. Uh, really, you know, th- as little as three or four weeks. So yeah. Oh well, that's good news. Mm. I mean, from a from a personal, you know, taking club affiliations and and a, a dis- dislike for for Melbourne out of the way, I think it's a good news. You know, just to just to see a bloke being able to get back and play football because, you know, there are people out there that put on football jerseys, not just uh, just athletes and robots. Yep, and I agree. And um, you know, he's had a hell of a. Uh, since that, you know, breakout couple of seasons mm. in 2019, 2020, he's had a shocking run with head injuries and knee injuries and uh, other sorts of injuries. So it'd be great to see him back as long as he can play that brilliant flair, that unbelievable style again and Melbourne still lose, I'm happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, before we get into, like, a few more discussion points and, and we're going to touch on the origin, mate, I thought I'd just, you know, just go out on a limb here and just, um, you know, somewhat apologise to the fans. Um, our origin review episode, although it was really, really good to get down and debrief about the origin, um, you know, I think we were um, we were very Sturlow, mm. okay. And when I say um, played it with a straight back, yeah, I, I we we didn't really show that that uncontrolled bias for New mm. South Wales, which we really do have deep to the core. So um, I just would like to start this discussion topic off with um, you know just a clear. Fuck Queensland. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I just want to make it very clear that um, if you are from Queensland, um, you know, get fucked. <laughs> Mate, we were very soft and, you know, we are a passionate blue supporter and it drives you up the wall, doesn't it, that they that the Maroons feel like they've got the mortgage on that. Yeah, absolutely. And they and they'll almost like try and rub it in with like little, you know, patronizing comments like, oh geez, you were in that. Yep, you oh, were right in that. Oh, I thought mate. you were gonna turn it up. No. Oh, you know, ten seconds left, you know, and the the game's done and yep. they're just going, Oh, I'm I'm a bit uneasy about oh, this. Mate. Uh, mate, I'm not having that. Nah, not having that, not having it. So anyway, mates, uh, back to the origin. I mean, that's going to make up a lot of the talking points, but Cleary out for six weeks with an injured hamstring. Mm. Um, as a biased Penrith fan, I can say, look, I mean, recover, take your time. Take eight weeks, you know, you just get ready for that final series. But it's it's a bit of a blow for, for New South Wales, as I think, you know, I Cleary's our best half. Mm. You know, there's, I don't think that's even up for discussion, however some seem to think so. Um, he was visibly devastated during the match about it, so he knew something was up. Um, I think he just had origin revenge on his mind. Mm. Um, but it really raises the question, mate, who starts in the halves of the Blues? Who does Freddie pick on Sunday? Yeah, well, for starters, 100%, I, I agree with you that um, he's the best half. There have been a lot of people um, having, a, having a, a go at everyone in New South Wales and Nathan hasn't been immune from that. Mm. Like, But in my opinion, the debate is over whether or not he's really achieved greatness at that level, not yeah. whether he should be there. Yeah, and I think people have got that mixed up a little. I think so. Um, look, there are a variety of options to go through the number. Cause I, so there's talk about um, Jerome Luai losing his spot as well. Mm. And quite frankly, is a little bit unfair. I actually thought he was one of our better players in um, Origin 1. 
Um, and as a non-Penrith fan, the bloke can get on my nerves. Like he's, he's yeah. very in your face. But as far as does he deserve to keep his jersey, I, I think he does. Uh, so the options at halfback for me are Adam Reynolds, mm-hmm. Nico Hines, and also um, Mitch Moses. Those are the three options which have been put out there, and those are the only three options as far as I can. Do, do you think Mitch Moses, you know, they can justify Miss Mitch Moses' selection with Nico Hines there? I, I don't think they can. See, I think they need to get away from this idea of, oh, you know, I feel if they didn't do that, they'd be, oh, I'm not going to pick him because it look. think about the flak wheel cop. I think um, you've either got to move Nico Hines um, to um, 5'8", or mm-hmm. he's got to be removed from the team. I know that's a big call. I know he's the reigning Dalian medalist, but that's my opinion. And I don't see where he has an impact off the bench. For my money, you can't have... Nico Hines and Jerome Luar are too much of the same player. You need an organiser. You need someone with an outstanding kicking game. And you need um, someone who is going to be able to nail that kicking game if you're coming off the back. And someone who can goal kick as well. So I heard, um, I think it was Matty Johns the other day saying he'd pick Cody Walker (coughs) and um, Nico Hines. To me, that's not the option. Um... I think they're too much of the same player. I, 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 if you're going to pick Cody Walker, they're going to pick Adam Reynolds. Yeah. They're going to go with that combination. So I've just been listening to you and just waiting for you to say Adam Reynolds because Adam Reynolds. it's you, what you have described is Adam Reynolds. Yeah, you know, someone who has got an organisational game, who's got a good kicking game, who can goal kick, who can essentially replace Nathan Cleary. Yeah. Um, look. I think uh, Mitch Moses' form over the last couple of years has been very underrated as far as how mm. close he has been to Cleary level. He's gotten the howler out of his game over the last two seasons. His kicking game, especially his long kicking game, is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, look, mate, if I, were, if I was <coughs> looking at what I think will happen... Um, Mitch Moses played the last origin, mm. you know, so Mitch Moses will be the next one on the board, I think, from Freddie's perspective. I think he you know, will be. Right. And, and, you know, I I don't, you know, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Um, I mean, I could easily, you know, I would, I would have, you know, done the Nico Hines, Cody Walker. I'm mm. not, you know, I, th- yeah, I, the reason why I'm, Erring on the side of, oh, I just don't know, is because Cody Walker is just playing out of his skin at the moment. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with picking Cody yeah. Walker at all, but if I was going to pick him, I would want Adam Reynolds next to him. Yeah. A real organiser. And that's, and that's the pickle you find yourself in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, um, you know, Freddie came out and said that it's his greatest challenge. He knows he's next on the line. I think it's time to be brave. If Nico mm. is... Not your best halfback option, and you're not going to play him at five eight. Those are his only two positions for me. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if if Freddie comes through, he loses the match. He plays Nico there. He's not really going to be content walking away and going. You know what? I lost my job, but at least I didn't have to hear them whinge about Nico not getting selected. That's right. Yeah. 
Well, mate, it'll be interesting times, mate. Selections will be done this Sunday, uh, leading into into game two, I believe. Um, Tommy Turbo, mate. The news is that he'll play this week. He's been cleared. Yeah, um, that was an interesting. I thought one. it was it was it was the eleven days or something. I I, I didn't really dive deep into that one, so yeah, it I, should have covered that game, and he should have been unavailable. But I don't know what's <laughs> happened there, mate. Yeah, so apparently they contested the symptoms that he was displaying. Oh, okay, yeah, and. He wasn't actually Category 1, he was Category 2. Okay. I think something along those lines. Yeah, okay, that sounds uh, that do, sounds uh, sounds legit. I do wonder what sort of a Pandora's box we are <laughs> opening here by allowing that to happen. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, we always feared that when these strict rules came in, when it came to big games, you'd start to see... Yeah, you'd start... A little, the rules get fudged a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of fuckery. Look, just real quick on it, we won't harp on it for too long, but... I thought he was out cold. Like he was. Yeah. He looked like he was struggling. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, and when <coughs> the fine lines, mate. The yeah. fine lines. Do you do you want safety? Do you want like the whole idea of black and white? We harp on about it all the time. Yeah. I. I yeah. It's a it's a endless pit that one. Indeed, indeed. All right, uh, looking at round fifteen, mate. What do we got? Oh, okay, so we got the Titans versus the Tigers. Who would know with that one? Uh, the Raiders versus the Warriors down in Canberra. Manly versus um, Redcliffe. Dragons versus the Rabbitohs. Broncos versus the Knights. Roosters versus uh, the Panthers. Storm versus the Sharks. The uh, Bulldogs versus the Eels on Monday next week. So we've got a Monday game. Oh, yes. So public, public holiday. Yes. <coughs> and the Cowboys v... Uh, the buy. Geez, that more that'll that'll be a big game. The Bulldogs Eels. Yeah, I think so. So a lot of things going on in that um, space. So could be a game to watch. Awesome. <coughs> and uh, match of the round, mate. While Potty nearly dies on us, mm, uh, I'm going to go for the Raiders and the Warriors, mate. Um, the Warriors have been good. The Raiders have picked up a couple of wins. Yeah, I don't know why. I just looked at them and I thought, you know what? That's probably one that I've. Fairly can want to tune into Friday Arv. Storm V Sharks for me, mate. Storm V Sharks. Yep. Very good. We'll Both see. coming on the comeback. See how that all pans out next week. Mm. All right, mate. Um, do you get much time uh, by the TV this week, mate? It's been pretty busy. It's been a fairly busy week. A uh, little bit of time. Um, mate, you know what I checked out? What'd you check out? Uh, the 30 for 30, mate. I We're big fans of 30 for 30. Love it. ESPN. Uh, I saw that they had the American Gladiators. Gladiators. The Gladiators were on. Now, I'm going to pitch you a video, mate, and I'm going to pitch you a video about American Gladiators. This is the first time I saw American Gladiators, and the reason why as soon as it popped up on 30 for 30, I was like, I'm in. So, Malibu, mate. Mother Nature, what do you expect? So the old, some of the old American challenges they had were ridiculous. So he's got a crash pad, like a hit pad. He's got a bloke swinging on a rope who just absolutely feeds him. Oh, you know, that is nailed him. So usually I think they would just sort of charge into him with the shoulder. Yeah, that's something else. But on this one, he's just gone the old-fashioned rock kick. He's nailed him. So just absolutely nails him. So once he gets him and launches him, 
Malibu, obviously visibly injured, has to go off to hospital. But then the real highlight is the interview when he comes back, Potty. He's back. Drilled by that human cannonball. I thought, hey, there is no way this guy is going to live to play another day. You're alive. You're well. What happened? Did you go to the hospital? Did you get x Check out this guy. Well, dude, it's like this. I saw this guy coming, and I took the most excellent hit of my life. The next thing I knew, I was on the beach, taking in some cosmic rays, getting healed by Mother Nature, taking a little brewski, holding on a beautiful babe, and I'm fine today. So no hospital, no doctors, just Mother Nature, huh? Oh, I'm a child of Mother Nature. What do you expect? Malibu, you are truly amazing. He took a licking, and he is still ticking. Sweet. Oh, <laughs> he Malibu. took a licking and he is still taking. Sweet. Oh, Malibu, Malibu. So, mate, once you know, and that's an old viral video, mate, that I've I've been all over for years. Uh, Malibu um, getting drop kicked. However, once I saw the thirty for thirty, I was like, I'm in. So I've checked it out, mate, and it was interesting to say the least. So, I mean, I remember, obviously, uh, Gladiators from an Australian perspective. Do you remember the Gladiators? Oh, so they, of course, they, mate. they bought it out here. Um, so I wasn't really too familiar with the American style. However, this documentary dived into the American version of the Gladiators. So, and it turns out, um, so Malibu was the first character that jumped in. However... The doco outlines the beginnings of the Gladiators concept and how it started in the uh, of challenges that were set by the steel workers out in uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, and yeah. so they had challenge games. There's uh, this fella, Dan Coe, who was a local sort of uh, fellow who was a bit of a, you know, he was a bit of a hard man. And uh, an Elvis impersonator, John Ferraro, was another bloke who, was, uh, who started it. They were the masterminds of, of the Gladiators concept. So... It goes into it, but, um, you know, it quickly becomes pretty clear that despite the numbers of spin-offs and all the popularity, that it's going to have a typical Hollywood ending, mm. you know. They were uh, clearly being taken advantage of. They had figurines, they had time that they were spending out, they were signing <laughs> autographs, they, was, they were super popular, but they weren't getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, so they've uh, been done in. So, mate, it, it turns out, you know, they're, they're a group of jacked adults without a worry in the world. So it goes into the sort of the party lifestyle of them being on gladiators. It looked like a lot of fun, buddy, yeah. um, I must say. However, they were hammering contestants on the show, mate, but then they were ploughing each other backstage. <laughs> it, was un, it was unbelievable. Like they were all just, you know, boozing up and just it was a party on the road for yeah, these well. guys. Um, you know, those in the doc- documentary who they do document uh, during the film, you know, they agree that they all got over their heads with the fame. Yeah. Um, but there was a lack of fortune, which is going to make people upset. So that's where it sort of all fell apart. Um, it should be noted too, mate, that there was a number of characters that refused to be a part of the documentary, and I think that always raises red flags. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> yeah. does. Um. However, I got a bit nostalgic, mate. I, I watched the uh, the American Gladiators. I, I enjoyed the story, but I couldn't help but just dive back into the Aussie version, oh, mate. mate. What do you, what do you remember about the Australian Gladiators, mate? Any kid that 
was growing up during the 90s will remember the Australian version of Gladiators. 6.30 of a Saturday night. Oh, yes. Of what I remember, Hammer. Mark McGaw. Mark McGaw, mate. Oh, Rugby mate. league legend. What about Vulcan? Vulcan. Vulcan. Mate, uh, was he a Fijian? I think Fijian, he was, yeah. yeah. Vulcan, yeah, he's a big fella. Tower? Tower. So Tower had the buzz cut, didn't he? He did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and uh, then the ladies, Delta? Delta. Mm. Redhead? Delta, yes. I so. So. so, mate, if you just look at the screen here, I'm going to shift the screen. I mean, this is great podcast, oh. but it's got the whole cast on here, mate. And if we go down and you look at some of them, it is just a blast from the past. Have a go at this. Mate, Force, if you look at Force, Force Dead Set looks like a Postman Pat cartoon. He does. He's dead set. He's, he's, you know, what's with the long face, champ? Yeah. Uh, but uh, some of the greats are in there, yeah. Obviously, you've got Delta... Cheetah, Commando, oh, Condor, yes. Cougar, the whole lot. We're mate. going through the whole alphabet here. And Absolutely. who could ever forget Mike Whitney holding the whistle? Oh, yes. And did Tanya Zayetta do a bit Tanya of that Zayetta as well? Was yeah, there, yeah. yeah she was on there too. Oh, mate, it was, uh, yeah, it was good TV. Mm. Uh, Not sure that Wada made their way to the Gladiators change room too often. Oh, what are you suggesting, Potty? <laughs> well,. Uh, I'm just suggesting that there might have been um, a just, little bit of a... Just, just ask the question, mate. Just ask the question. A L- little bit of uh, enhancement going on? I would suggest that they were on all of the steroids. <laughs> um, uh, and then the favourite challenges, mate. Mate, the challenge, mate, I... To be honest with you, I can always remember. Ty, remember Taipan? Oh yeah, like Taipan. Dead set. If you look at the picture of Taipan, he looks like he is ready to rip his kid off and straddle a hen. That's <laughs> he looks like he's straight out of manpower. Um, and I can always remember. Remember rings, the rings. Yep. Yeah. So and he, I just remember him like just hanging off someone's throat yep. and trying to rip him off the rings, type in. Yep, I remember swaying back and forward, yep. Yes. But I love the duel, you know, where they're yes. standing up and they had the... Yes, the duel. The pyramid, where they had to charge to the top of the pyramid. So the pyramid, I mean, that <coughs> if that is not the most unfair challenge oh. ever, <laughs> I mean, it's pure physics. Oh, just an absolute shocker, but... The gauntlet, mate. Didn't the we gauntlet. all love the gauntlet? Yeah, the gauntlet was good. However, I was watching the gauntlet. So the gauntlet was always a cracker. However, the American version had like an American football version of it. So it was almost like an Omaha run. Oh. So if for anyone at home who doesn't know what the Omaha drill is, go and jump on. And you could probably get some videos of some chicks at spring break doing the Omaha drills. And it's... It's an absolute pisser. They oh. just – so they, one player starts on the ground, the other players uh, – sorry, both are, are down, belly down, and they're in sort of a, a gauntlet channel, and then when the whistle goes, they turn up and they just run at each other. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so that was their version of the gauntlet in, in the American version, and it was an absolute – it was carnage. Ripping, oh, mate. mate, ripping. But it's uh, yeah, it was so good. Um, and you just look at some of the the old characters: Storm, Flame, Flame with the red hair. Like, oh, it was just yeah, fantastic, mate. Oh, mate. What about uh, sitting at home, mate? Young fella watching it. How'd you think you'd go on the Travelator? Oh, mate, I always thought I had the Travelator. Oh, I thought I had it covered. You just watch. You just like, come on, have a go, would yep. you? Get up it. <laughs> Yeah, I, for the for the young listeners out there, it was sort of a, a mixture of Ninja Warrior, yes, yes, meets 
um, rugby league probably. It was yeah. And then you'd uh, like if you went to if you went to Woolies on the weekend or Coles or oh, your yeah. favourite shopping centre and you had the escalator there mm. and you'd go up the wrong way. You would. You'd go, oh, I'm onto the travelator. The security guards <laughs> hated it. <laughs> But it was well worth it. Oh, uh, very good, mate. Trip, thanks for that trip down memory lane, mate. Yeah, so ESPN 30 for 30, if you want to check out the American Gladiators, it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting story. Um, you know, the the big take-home from it was they partied hard, they uh, treated their bodies very, very poorly, and there was no compensation. Yep. Living the dream for a very short time. Oh, very good, mate. Should we jump into a bit of footy chat? Let's get into it. Mate, so we're going to have to do it, aren't we? We are, mate. The FA Cup final wrap. You know, first of all, great night on our first live stream. Yes, it was fantastic. Had so a the fantastic time. Thanks to Berta and Cozzy for joining us there. That was that yeah. was just an absolute great time. And and as for the game itself, for the first thirteen seconds, it was an absolute ripper. Yeah, it was a good start for thirteen seconds. Great start, mate. We were feeling for you. Oh, oh. mate. Um, you know, I think the comment you made at the time was, "Oh, I've just vomited in my mouth." Yes, it was a bit like that. Um, you know, it was a really, really good lead up. The build up was good. The hype was there, and then, uh, yeah, the goalkeeper lumped it forward, and my life came crashing down. Yep. Oh. Um, look, mate, I I had a great time on the live stream, and I I, I just am so pumped. I'm looking forward to doing more. We'll get into the NRL, and we'll. Mm. We'll keep those going. But, um, yeah, if you want to check it out, it's on YouTube at Sports Attention Lock. Subscribe to the page. The videos will, will come pouring in. Uh, and if at times which are more suitable for our local listeners, mm. um, join us. Join us live. Get in get the chat. Get amongst it. And, uh, Love to hear from you. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it going. But, yeah, it was, um, it was a tricky match, wasn't it, mate? You, you made, we made the comment at the time that the goals that they scored, they were just – no shit goals. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you're gonna concede goals in a cup final and lose an FA Cup, you know, I would say that's two of the poorer mm. goals that you want to concede. But in saying that you could say that United's penalty, that was poor. You know, Jack Grealish was was moaning about it at the end of the game, but I don't know why he was moaning. Um, you weren't interested. No, not at all. No, no, no he can cry me a river. <laughs> um but at the end of the day, it was still a pen. But it was their goal was a, it was a shit pen. Like you'd be gutted to give that penalty away as well. So it was yep. yeah. I mean, in terms of the uh, the chess match of the of the game, I thought it was good. It was a good spectacle. But um, yeah, the goals won't be going down in folklore. That's mm. for sure. But yeah, and um, you know, unfortunately for United, um, couldn't get the chockies. But great night for us. Oh, for us. <laughs> well, oh, for mate. the live stream. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a great night for us. I thought uh, you were trying to dive back into that uh, homemade, homemade Man City jersey that <laughs> no, you turned No, I got the reaction. With. I was uh, <laughs> hoping to get out of that, and then it swiftly came off. Oh, oh mate. Right. Big news. Big news for Australian football fans. Yeah, well, well done, Ange. Aussie Ange Postacoglu has been confirmed as the new manager of Tottenham Hotspur in the English Premier League, becoming the first Australian to ever manage in the Big Four leagues. Mm. Now, 
for Patrick Gisnorbar. So he manages at Trois in the uh, Ligue 2 uh, in France. So he's now in the second division, but when he took over, they were in the Ligue 1. So they were in the first division. So he... If you extrapolate it out to the top five, Paddy Kisnorbo was the first in the in the big leagues, but yeah, you know, I don't think it it shapes up to where Ange mm. is at. Like to get a big job like that at a top six club yeah. in the Premier League, it's yeah. massive for Australian football. It is, it is, and he he was, you know, basically headhunted, wasn't he, for the position? Like they yeah. wanted him. So I mean, the, I think the words word got around. Um, you know, there's a few sneaky videos that pop up around Ange on the training paddock and and this, that, and the other. But you know, I think we're we obviously quite biased as Australians. But um, I think as Australians, we're actually pretty good blokes, mm-hmm. and I believe that that's where he has the most success. Is he's a bloke? Yeah. So he treats his footballers like human beings. He's really, really positive, and he demands. High pressing, fast attacking football, which players love to play in. Mm. So he's always had really, really good rapport with with his footballers, with those who play for him, and they've always wanted to play for the man. Mm. Um, you know, so where the hope is, you know, not so much as a United fan, but you know, I do want to see Australians be successful. You know, the hope is that he can go and have some success in in. You know the Premier League with with Tottenham, yeah. just not against us. Mm. Yeah, well, he's there for four years at this stage, mm. and um, so well done, Ange. That's great news. I think the fact that he's proven that it's possible for Australians to manage at the top level is is the big thing that we're going to take as yep. as a as a country. Um, Graham Arnold has been very vocal in recent times about the lack of funding for football. Um, yep. You know, filtering all the way through the levels and the lack of strategic, you know planning and, and development, um, you know, something like this with Ange getting the job over there, it's something we've got to jump on the back of it yeah. and we've got, to, we've got to show the pathway has been burned for a manager such as Ange to be managing at the top level but the rest of Australian football community needs to get on board. Yeah. Well, there's been some good things happening, hasn't there, in recent times. We've got the um, World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. Out, out here later this year, and and the la- and the ladies are doing a great job. You yeah. know, like we've got a lot of we've got superstars in our in our Matildas lineup. So, and the the men's team at the last World Cup did very well as well. Yeah. So you know, exceeded expectations, mate. All right, what else you got for me, mate? Champions League final this week, mate. Um, and I'm going to put it out there. You can just you can quote me on this. I have always been. The biggest Inter Milan fan hmm. have I? I've I don't you know sometimes I don't show it as as much as I should, um, but you know, go Inter. Uh, are you suggesting there's nothing you'd like to see more than Inter Milan put it to City? Yes, but uh, it, it's very unlikely. Yeah. It is very unlikely. You know, we've been getting questions all week as to whether we'll be live streaming the final. Um, unfortunately, not to the fans. I'm sorry. But um, I'll be lying in the field, fetal position somewhere, mate. <laughs> That's what I'll be doing. Yep, yep. Um, uh, free agents, mate. So it was really interesting. Just obviously the most of the European leagues wrapped up uh, last weekend. So yep. had the final week of, of play for, although the Premier League finished a week earlier. Uh, so a lot of free agents oh, yeah. sort of popped up. So Messi's on the move. Lionel. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Lionel. <laughs> yep. The bloke who doesn't punch footballs in the back of the net, <laughs> the Argentinian. 
Benzema. He's done some things. <laughs> yes. Hazard. Um, and Asensio has gone to PSG. So there's a few big names, you know, although, you know, at the back end of their career. Um, I believe it looks like Benzema might be looking at, at maybe the Middle East. Um, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic at 42 years of age is a free agent as well. So after finishing up at AC Milan, and um, it appears as though he wants to keep going. Yeah, so, right. yeah, so it's pretty always interesting when the transfer... Uh, Season kicks off. Um, a big one, one to look out for, mate, is Yuri Tillemans from Leicester. He's he's run his contract down. Yep. So, um, yeah, that might be you know one of the pickups that are, that clubs might be looking at uh, who are looking to do business. Yeah, uh, he wouldn't be a bad pickup. No. Um, and final thing, mate, in European football, how's this, mate? Napoli ultras. So Napoli, they've just won the Serie A, so the ultras, so the, the radical fans, mate. They have given departing manager Luciano Spalletti the ultimate parting gift, mate. What have they done? So he's won the first title in 30 years, okay? So Sorry. he's he's held in high regard by the Partenopi. He's won their historical Serie A title. So you know what they've given him a gift for the title? What have they given him? The Ultras have returned Spalletti's steering wheel and CDs that they stole out of his car during protests in 2021. (laughs) (laughs) It is an absolute pisser. If you go to the... You, you know, you have a look at it. Search it up, guys, listeners. They walk into the change rooms... These are the leaders of the fan group and they pull it out of a box and they got his steering wheel and his CDs from when they pinched it when they ransacked his car. Mm. It got me thinking, Potty, the CDs. The CDs. Like Spalletti would be on a fair quid. Surely he's got an iPod. Well, you'd have to think Surely so. he's going to the iPod, let alone getting up through the MP3 playing world. But um, the old CD, remember having the CDs in the car? Yeah, I do, mate. mate? And then if you had a, a six-stacker. Oh, oh, in the boot. Yeah, yeah, you had the six-stacker in the boot and you could just change the CD. Yeah. Yeah, six for options. about a week, and then yeah. the thing would stuff get, up on you, and you'd get bored of the six CDs that you were listening to. It wasn't it's, it? Was a lot harder than saying, "Hey Siri, play me this." Yep. Oh, well, hopefully they weren't um, burnt CDs. <laughs> oh, oh no, we're going to keep ourselves uh, out of trouble yep. by not mentioning that. Ah, <laughs> oh, very good, mate. Uh, that's um, pretty much it from the football. So it's we we get into the. Uh, to the end of the football season, the European football season. So although we'll wrap up the, the Champions League final when the mighty Inter Milan and the retirement home for the Premier League stars come and, you know, kick Man City there. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what's going to happen this week. We'll, uh, we'll stick around. A lot of our football news will be revolving around the transfer window over mm. the next couple of months. So we'll come in with all the good news and hopefully some great signings for Manchester United. A few for the toffees. <laughs> Hopefully some good ones. Uh, righty mate, should we get in the integrity report? Let's get in the integrity report. Integrity. This is Democracy Manifest. righty mate, integrity, you're going to start us off, mate. you got a couple for us to get us cracking? Yeah, got a couple. Obviously, um, uh, as... 
our listeners will know, big rugby league fans, they'll probably be expecting us to talk about the big news of Dylan Brown mm. this week. But um, that's playing out in the courts at the moment, and we're going to let that legal... Um, let it through to the keeper. Let that one through to the keeper. But uh, as of this afternoon, he has been stood down from playing uh, by the NRL through their no-fault stand-down policy. So we'll see where that one ends up. Can I just jump in with a little little sledge here? Go on. Go right. So, so allegedly... Mm. Brown has got Hansy. Now it's time for Hansy. What do you reckon? <laughs> oh, mate. Do you like that one? Oh. Someone, someone make that a poster and take that to Bankwest on the weekend. Oh, <laughs> sore point, sore point, Parramatta fans. <laughs> oh, mate. We uh, just can't cop any more injuries. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be picking me off the deck. Oh, very uh, good. He's, he's, he's dodged that one. What else have we got, mate? Um, mate, well. Did you catch any of the news happening out in the New England area this week? The beautiful New England. Out in the Golden Guitar. Mm, yeah, mate. Mate, I did see some 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 pretty brutal things going on mate, out there. Um, so yesterday, I think it was, we saw some footage being posted um, online by somebody of a punch-on at Woolies. So this wasn't didn't happen to be one of the close friends of the show who was out in Tamworth over the weekend. He no. wasn't involved, was he? Well, I, d- I did not see him involved. No, yeah. okay. That, yeah, because I was thinking that might have been unusual because he was too busy down hanging with minors. Ah, yes, yes, indeed. And I hope you had a great weekend. Yes. Um, but, no, it was uh, a couple of people who've just gotten a brawl at Woolies and um, the... Most shocking point of the video was when a woman uh, who was standing there handed her young child off to someone, her baby, and um, just got in amongst the fisticuffs. An offload. An offload. Oh, just well. Hold my baby. Oh, <laughs> gee, you go, like a short ball. Yeah. So just give him the short ball and, and, and started throwing, throwing the fists. Um, what were they fighting over, mate? Well, mate, I don't know. The last of the chicken wings. Oh, mate, that yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, luckily for Buffalo us, Day. yeah. Luckily for us, they've uh, our local our local Woolies has have now got the self serve oh, heated, yep. heated section now, so you don't have to yeah you don't have to go and wait and order or even walk down the back and nah. be hit by pure disappointment. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like, <laughs> it. but um, you know. It, on a serious note, it was fairly shocking. Yeah, it's it was, a, oh, it was it's, yeah. terrible. I mean, when people were punching on over over you know shit rags during uh, COVID, like yep. that was bad enough, and yep. you know it brings out the worst in people. Mm. But you know, just to see that is it just it it makes you sad because yep. that's someone's parent. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. Yeah, anyway. it, it was really sad to see. It, it, it was shocking. I'm sure there's going to be some legal ramifications for mm. certain people involved from that point of view. But um, yeah, uh, f- from the integrity point of view, yeah. And Mum doesn't get any super coach points for the offload. No, certainly not. Uh, very mate. I'm going to jump in <laughs> with a with a uh, integrity issue here, mate. Um, it's an interesting one. Um, so apparently there's a, uh, a mathematician. Um, he's I believe he's Romanian-born, but he's an Australian citizen, mate. Stefan Mandel. Um, he has apparently won the lottery 14 times. Wow, that's lucky. Well, I mean, straight away my 
integrity antenna starts tweaking, mate. Mm. I'm thinking, what is going on here? So anyway, apparently a person's chance of winning the lottery are approximately 1 in 14 million. He's won it 14 times. I mean, what's the stats on that? Mm. Um, so what's happened though? He's got a, he's got himself a little he's got himself a little syndicate here, mate. So a sing, if a single lottery game asked a player to choose six numbers from one to forty, Mister Mandel could establish five of those numbers using a series of steps. So he had a little algorithm, mm. mathematician. So he's he's trying to beat the system. Yep. Sounds like he's done it. So basically it worked out that he was able to guarantee that he would have five of the six numbers. So what he then did is went and got investors to drum up the funds to then go and invest in the the other numbers. So that was his syndicate. So basically what has happened, he's turned out that he has won the lottery once in his native Romania. So he it's a near-perfect formula. So 100% chance he would successfully have five of the six and then he would obviously have those investment strategies on the other alternate options. Mm. So he refined the formula depending on the lottery systems. So he, this was a full-time gig for him. Yeah. So he raised enough funds through investors to purchase tickets to invest in every possible combination on top of that. He won one lottery in Romania, 12 in Australia, and the major jackpot in Virginia in the US. However, Mr Mandel's formula was eventually outlawed in both countries. (coughs) So they've got to the bottom and they've realised that he has won in clearance of $27 million. Oh, wow. It'd be interesting to know. So actually, they're saying here, and this is coming through from the Daily Mail, they're saying that his profits in the end were in excess of $30 million. However, the interesting part about it is that this was back in 1992, yeah, wow. So this guy, and you think of $30 million in the early 90s. I mean, that's life-changing. Oh. That's generational wealth, that. So anyway, there was a four-year legal battle which saw uh, the syndicate investigated by uh, the CIA and the FBI. However, they couldn't drum up any charges on him. So they've sailed off into the sunset like yeah, Andy well. Dufresne. Well done. So, uh, Mr. Mandel, obviously it is an integrity issue because uh, you have beaten the system. However, um, looking at Mr. Mandel, mate, and if I give you a little squeeze of the mathematician, Mm. I don't know if he'd be the best bloke to go and have a beer with. Although, maybe he'd shout. You know, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that is the integrity report for today, mate. Uh, so we've got punch-ons in woolies and people ripping off the lottery system. All right. What do you reckon, mate? We get into uh, the rest of the sports going on around the globe. Let's make it happen. Rightio, mate. What's going on in the fighting world, mate? Oh, so we've had another bludger on the weekend, mate. Kaikara France. Um, 
He has become the newest fighter to feel the wrath of judging idiocracy, mate. Mm, and I saw abs- something oh, reported mate. on this. Apparently, it was an absolute shocker. Just a bludger. Just an absolute bludger. We're, I mean, this just we're flogging a dead horse here, mm. mate. You know, where do we go with this? Um, you know, you got to feel for the fighters. They're being let down. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm lost for words now. If they're, if they're not willing to, you know. Sack up and make changes, then what do we do? Mm, yep. Um, but in the UFC, mate, we've got UFC 289 from Rogers Arena, Vancouver. Your old stomping ground. Oh, yes, mate. I've attended a UFC event in Vancouver, mate. It was Shane Carwin versus Junior Dos Santos. It yep. was meant to be Brock Lesnar. Oh. Yes, but he um, obviously got his diverticulitis yep. uh, illness at the time and he had to be withdrawn. And then Junior Dos Santos um, absolutely beat the piss out of Shane Carwin that day. It was, uh, yeah, it was a very, very empty stadium, unfortunately. My wife was able to come and join me because <laughs> people were flogging off their tickets because Brock Lesnar wasn't fighting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we've got um, Amanda Nunes versus Aldana. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pena was meant to fight in this one, um, Juliana Pena. Um, however, she was taken off the fight, uh, injured. So um, Aldana steps in. Big fight, I think the most interesting one's going to be Charles Oliveira versus Benil Dariush. I would say the winner of that will get the next title shot. Mm. You would think so. I think they're sort of just buttering Dariush up for a title shot. He's He's got the runs on the board. Um, yeah, so that'd be interesting. The other option would be the uh, the Dustin Poirier-Justin Gaethje fight. But, um, yeah, I think this one, <laughs> if Dariush comes out on top, you, I mean, it'd be impossible not to give him a title shot. Mm. Um, another good fight, Dan Ige versus Landwehr. Um, that's, you know, Landwehr, he, he had the old, remember the Ronaldo 2002 haircut? Yep. You know? Yeah, he had one of those last time he fought. So watch this space, yeah, old right. Landwehr. Yeah. Uh, and Eric Anders also fought Marc-Andre Barriot. So um, it's a solid card. No massive names, but they are great fights. So, um, yeah, if you got nothing to do on the Sunday, check it out, guys. Main event, UFC 289. Get amongst it. Yeah. Um, I did also <laughs> see, mate, uh, sticking with the fights, boxing, mm-hmm. Jamel Charlo. And Tim Zua, they're they're having a bit of a crack at well, each other. A good Tra- old chat, aren't yeah, they? trading words. Mm. So, not potty. the best talkers I've um, come across in the boxing world. Oh no, no. no. But I mean, it's bit, it, the good thing is, is you got these American eyes that are now hearing yeah, yeah. the name Tim Zoo coming through. So that'll be I that'll be good for Tim Zoo. Hopefully, he can get some big fights. However, you know the boys are talking shit. Mm. They're back at each other, potty. I know a forum in which these boys can sort out their argument. Oh, yes. It's called the boxing ring. Yep. Let's see it. Let's what make reckon? it happen. Oh, mate, the NHL, the Stanley Cup, mate. What's happening over there? Mate, well, there's big news over there. And, um, you know, we to be a champion, you've got to have motivation, don't you? You've got I to, think so, yeah. You've got to be driven. So if you're a professional hockey player playing out of Las Vegas, what, what could... Well, your motivation's got to be extrinsic. Mm, so what would motivate you? Oh, if I was living in Vegas? Yep. Oh, man. I mean, I don't want to say it on the podcast, mate. Mm, well. What do we reckon? What, what could possibly be motivating the Vegas Golden Knights at the moment, mate? Well, apparently Larry Flint 
Hustlers Strip Club fr- have, has offered free lap dances um, for life if they become the first team um, to get the win. Free lap dances for life at the Hustler Strip Club. Yep. I mean, what more motivation could an athlete want? Only in Vegas, mate. Only, Only in, Vegas. in Vegas. So if they if they are the first professional sporting team to bring major honours back to Sin City, they're yep. going to get a lifetime membership. Yep. At the Rippers. Mm, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate. Good news. Well, Vegas fans and fans of a good news story. They're two nil up in the series so far as of uh, this morning, mate. Well, given the given the prize that's on the line for them. Uh, and I'm not talking about the Stanley Cup. Um, I imagine mm. they're a good chance of winning, but Buckley's are going back to back. Oh, look, how good if a social media team had the finger on the pulse? How good would it be just to see the Stanley Cup, couple of ladies of the night, and a cash cannon just oh. firing off one dollar bills? Yep, nothing, <laughs> nothing to be said in Vegas, mate. Oh, I love it, mate. What else is happening? Uh, mate, so a bit of tennis action. It's oh, your bread and butter, mate. Yeah, French Open, Roland Garros. Yeah, so, the clay. Big talking point before the tournament even took off is that 14-time champion and the king of clay, Rafael Nadal, has is not playing. Yeah, so he's, he's out, un, outdone. What's no? So he he is planning on coming back okay. and having. One more season, but he's gone on the record stating that he doesn't believe he'll be playing beyond 2024. Okay, so he's, he's coming back for a, a last dance. Yeah, so uh, that's opened up the draw a fair bit as well, you know, because he's won 14 out of the last 17 titles. Yep. So he's uh, obviously was going to go in there a fairly heavy favourite if fit. But one of the big talking points was that the doubles pair was disqualified uh, because they hit a uh, ball... And it went in. It hit one of the young ball girls, who. So, so there's some sort of set rule on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, if you strike a ball yeah. and you hit it with any sort of force, and whether it be in temper or whether it be in frustration mm. or whatever, um, and it hits an official or somebody collecting the balls or something like that, you are automatically disqualified. It was. It was quite. Um, it's quite sad. The young girl was visibly upset, and the chip, the one who was yeah. disqualified. No, the one who was hit. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. and um, I'd say they'd both be upset. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say they'd both be upset. So it's happened before, has it? Yeah, well, it's happened um, in a big way before. Novak Djokovic, the Joker. He, ah, got, he got disqualified yes. from the twenty twenty U.S. Open. Okay, and um, yeah, that was uh, what going back. Nearly three years ago now, and uh, that, that that was big news at the time. Should we let it roll? Let's let it roll. We want to turn out to that bizarre moment at the U.S. Open that so many are talking about. So what round was this in? Oh, he got her in the throat. He did. <coughs> he didn't miss her. After he hit a ball toward the backboard and struck a line judge in the throat. Adrian Banker has the latest. Oh, yeah, he didn't miss. No, so you could see it wasn't particularly aggressive, like um, he was, you know... He was just getting rid of the ball. He was just getting rid yeah. of the ball, but he was getting with, rid of the ball with a fair bit of force, and it's... I call the line judge flush, and um, yeah, thanks thanks for coming. But that's, uh, you know, it's been a... Not the first time, especially at the US Open, where, you know, those employees, so the 
the line judge, the ball boys and that have caused an injury. Mm. Do you remember when Kramer oh. took out, uh, was it Monica Sellers or yeah. Michael Chang or yeah. so, it, you know, when he was uh, working as the ball boy? Mm. And, yeah, I mean, so it's it's really something they've got to get on to at the yeah. US Open. They certainly do. They yeah, certainly because do. Because we can't have athletes put at risk and we also can't have those ancillary staff put at risk as well. We certainly can't. But... um. We're getting into the business end of the tournament and um, uh, the semi-final is going to be... Who cut. wins, mate? Who wins? Oh, I think it's going to be the Joker. He's a man driven by um, uh, destiny and he, and he wants to be the greatest. And him and Rafa Nadal, I believe, are both mm. on 22 majors at the moment. And I think something about the Joker would just love taking the title of the most majors at Rafa's. So who, who's he got to beat? So he's got to beat um, Carlo... Alcatraz. Yep. He's the world number one at the moment, won the US Open last year. 20 years old, I think. Great yeah. talent. He, he's. What a great last name. Yeah. I mean, he just. He f- you know, a name like that just tells me, like, lonely. Yeah. Like a rock. Yeah, I think know? so. And he, he's, he's a great player to watch. And I think he is going to be one of the next superstars coming through. Um, he took out um, Tsitsipas in yep. the last round. Uh, no, you did well to do to deliver that one. What? Do that again. It's a pass. Oh, Ugh. mate, you are a tennis fanatic. <laughs> I would have butchered that. Nailed it. Nailed it. I was practicing all the way on the way. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Don't worry, I'll butcher one later on. Absolutely. <clears throat> and um, they're still um, in the men's side of the draw. Casper Ruud and Alexander Zarev are still yep. there. But to be honest with you, I think they're all fighting for the um, the runners up plate. Yep. And then um, in the ladies' draw, we've got uh, Coco Goff, mm. who I think's number six at the world, who's playing Inga uh, Shinatek. Um, and I have definitely butchered that, but I went as close as I could. Yeah. Shinatek. Um, Shinatek. And um, uh, yes, yeah, she's won three Grand Slam titles so far, and she's the reigning French Open champion, two time French Open champion. Mm. So I think she's going to be a tough one to beat. So at 22, she's at the twilight of a career. Yeah, yeah, I think so. She's probably got, um, you know, <laughs> a year or two left in it. Uh, it's so bizarre. With, yeah. You know, like, obviously, um, we look at, you know, the likes of Ash Barty. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's great when, when women have achieved all they want in their athletic <laughs> endeavours and then want to go on to other things. But, um, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, to think that you're sort of almost at your peak in those early 20 years mm. from... From a female's perspective, but anyway. Uh, yeah, that's right. Well, number two, I think she's in her early 20s as well, uh, mm. Sabalenka. She uh, is the other one who's a threat on the other side of the draw, I believe, so they'll meet in the finals. Yep. Um, but I think it's going to be um, um, Shinatek for, for the win. But time will tell. Mate. There's been some big news breaking overnight. Massive news today. Now, I don't know. Look, I mean, I don't want to pump up our own tyres, mate. But if if call it like it is, though, mate. If these knobs over there at the PGA haven't been listening to the sports detention, and we've been telling them, you need to sit down at the table and break bread with the Saudis, mate. Mm. It turns out this morning, I've just. Gone through the scroll and I've gone, huzzah. Hang on. <laughs> Hold on. The thing that was never going to happen 
has happened. Yeah. So Almost apparently, out of nowhere. Oh, mate. It's, yeah, so they live in the PGA. They've broken bread. So they've come and what, what can only be deemed as good news for golf fans. Mm. You know, let's be fair to you. And we've been saying for ages, look, just cut the, you know, cut the pissing contest and let's, let's just get it on. You know, and move on. There's there's room for both. Yep. So anyway, they've um they've decided to come to a, a merger, an agreement where you know players will have the opportunity to participate in both. Um, and also to the Euro Tour comes in on that yep, too. Yeah. Well. So, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's a common sense approach for all golf fans. Um, you know, but so you, um, know. you know, that means everyone's happy. Well, oh. Yeah. yeah. Except oh. for the players in the PGA who turned down millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And, and stayed I, strong. I mean, at the end of the day, have some of the players just been completely left embarrassed? Like, well, you think about it. Like, when the battle lines were drawn and the live guys went over, they took the cash, you know, the, the faces that, Phil Mickelson... You know, Dustin Johnson, your Ian Poulter, these Greg Norman's obviously the big one. You Apparently know, he wasn't told about the yeah. merger. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not the media just trying to kick someone, you know, <laughs> and and remove someone from anything good. Yeah. Um, they don't I like mean, Gregory. well, they don't like Gregory, and I would suggest if you've seen a picture of Greg Norman walking down the beach, oh. walking <clears> his dog, um, shirt off, yeah, with um, what can only be described as. The biggest hog going on in his pants. I don't think he cares. No. I don't think he cares what you think. He's, um, you know, got a 12-pack. He's, um, <laughs> he's 70 years old. He's, yeah, he's um, got a 12-pack and a massive slug, so I don't think he really cares on what you think. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, like, the likes of Rory, like the, the very vocal, outspoken ones who mm. were just, you know, made as, you know, this is the battle lines are going to be drawn. You're on this side, they're on that side, you know. Don't even talk to them. Don't even look at them. Like, I mean, I think everyone just looks stupid now. Yeah, well, you know, Tiger Woods might not be the best example for this because, you know, he's done all right financially out of yeah. the golf game. But... He apparently knocked back $800 million. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not no money for no matter how much you've earned. No. And, I mean, at the end of the day, he'd be looking at it now as a missed opportunity. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, wow, a lot of extra sport going on this week. What a week. Massive. And, um, yep, so I think good news in terms of the golf. I think good news for all. And, um, yeah, that's about it. So multis, mate. We... um, Origin multis. Oh, mate, origin multis. Zip and three for me, mate. So I did not pick up a single uh, one of my three legs this week. Uh, mm. I had New South Wales for the win, Josh Adokar to score and Junior Polo to score. And uh, didn't none of them went close except for Josh Adokar, who was mm. um, clearly owes James Tedesco some money or yes. something like that because... I don't know why I wouldn't pass it to him, but anyway. Well, I got uh, I got one out of three, mate. Uh, Crichton got a meat pie, but mm. uh, but fuck all else. Yep. <laughs> so yep. one out of three doesn't get you paid. No, no, certainly doesn't. <clears throat> Rightio, right. mate. Um, there can only be one thing left. Yep. The world famous penis of the week, mate. Um, I'm going to start. I'm going to I'm going to start us off with the penis of the week this week. Um, in the news recently, um, Ivan Tony, 
Oh, what a, you know, he's he's been in the news. Obviously, the uh, the charges that have arisen from his his gambling. Not only he's he's coming as he's got a gambling addiction, mm. but also to the charges that have you know come about from him gambling on football games. Yep. You know, some which he was involved in, um, which is always. A bit of a concern. I mean, rugby league. We've only got to look at someone like Ryan Tandy and the debacle that occurred there with the two point uh, play many mm. years ago. Um, however, he won't be playing for Brentford or England again this year. He was banned for eight months from all football operations, so he can't even go into training. Can't do anything. Can't even contact the coach. Mm. Um, accepting two hundred and thirty-two breaches of the FA's rules on betting. So, I mean. We basically look at that and we just go, look, sounds like Ivan has been a penis. Mm. However, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a bit of a pear shape on this one, mate. Contrary to popular belief, Ivan Tony's not my penis of the week. The bookmakers are. Mm. <laughs> Some of the charges that Ivan Tony was charged with included betting on transfers that he had inside knowledge about his own transfers of him going. Now, I'm going to go out there and say that if you are a bookmaker and you think you can fleece people on betting odds such as transfers and not think that you're going to get turned over at some stage, an example being Kieran Trippier was banned for 10 weeks and fined £70,000 after bets were placed on his prospective move from Tottenham to Atletico Madrid because he'd worded his mates up, I'm going. Bookies, if you think that you can put odds out on this and, oh, it's all well and good as long as people are pouring money into our pockets and then when it goes bad for you, go and have a moan about it, you're a penis. Yep. You, yeah. you want to dance with the devil and get turned over, cry me a river. You know, if you want to bet on – it's like the yeah. Indian bookmakers book, betting on how many no balls they are, there are and Hansi Cronier decides not to send Alan Donald out to bowl his two no balls, cry me a river. Yeah. Bookies, I've got no sympathy for you. Ivan Tony, he needs to get – Things sorted in terms of his gambling addiction and get things in order, but my penis of the week is bookmakers. Well said, mate. Well said. Well, mate, I've um got a uh, I've got a, an interesting selection for my penis of the week. Um, to the uh, TikTok uh, influencer, talking Who? about the sports detention. Podcast, because we're we're TikTokers. We are, we are. Get us a TikTok at Sports Attention. But you know what we haven't done? We haven't mistaken super glue for our eye drops and glued our eyelid shut. Oh, what? A woman on TikTok has shared how she ended up in the ER after mistaking her super uh, her eye drops for super glue. She doesn't listen to the Sports Attention Podcast, Potty. She does not, mate. She because if not, she had have listened to episode 10, she would know that Jim from American Pie grabbed the super glue. Just last week. When, you know, he was trying to rip giving the head off a, it. Yep, giving himself a treat. <laughs> and 
It all went pear-shaped. Yeah, so if you just watched American Pie last week, like we said, would have been all right. American she wouldn't Pie have been too. in trouble. Yep, so she's released a montage of photos which um, go through the initial incident um, itself just after it happened as well as mm. uh, the aftermath of oh, the Oh, could you imagine recovery. that? Yes. Oh, imagine like it's – you get glue, like super glue on the mm. skin and it just creates like a sheath on there that is annoying. It does. Imagine that in the eyes. Yeah, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be real flush. Now, um, I have to ask, is it, you know, is it legit or is it just this um, – Influencer trying to drum up a bit of publicity, mm. but the photos certainly seemed like either way she um <laughs> it, it was it didn't work out real well. No, but either way it caught my attention, and you know what, you've got something out of the week. You're the penis of the week, Jennifer. Your penis. Yep. Well, mate, that does us. Got another one in, mate. You've you've uh, you've got through, mate. You've battled through this one. Um, I've just been waiting for your lung to fly across the across the desk, but uh, you've done well, mate. I take my hat off to you. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Sorry to the listeners out there for a few um, stray coughs there. Ah, uh, well, what do you, what could they complain about? Free content, potty. That's right, mate. free That's content. Right. Uh, anything else to add before we finish up, champ? Thank you for listening and thank you for those who joined in over our um, live stream over the weekend. Keep tuned for it. We love it. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep going. We'll, we'll get more of those up, up and going. Um, for yeah. our loyal fans, there's more coming your way and yeah. um, make sure you share it around. Share it around. Get in the chat. Interact with us. I mean, we are more than happy to share your views and opinions on our content. So if you get it to us, we'll, we'll provide it for the, for the rest of the punters out there. So... Yeah, get in contact with us. Let's let's get it. Uh, get communicating. Get communicating. Well, mate, um, that'll do us. <laughs> and uh, for all of our listeners uh, out in Leeton, home Leeton. of the ga- home of the galloping greens, we say good night and farewell.